Hello. We are back with a live episode. Yes. How's everybody doing out there? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing great. It, February, it's it's the shortest month of the all the months. Mm-hmm. But it was a very enlightening February. I, I enjoyed this February. Life-changing for me. <laughs> Definitely a productive month, too. Yes. So I feel like this month went so lightning fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, March, what is already? So it's moving. It's yeah. for spring. And yeah, spring is sprung. It's, it's, it's getting a little warmer. It's staying lighter later. And I'm excited about March. February. Absolutely. Like February, like don't cut me off just yet. We still got a few more days. <laughs> is there something in the month of February that you want to make sure you complete? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Um, I just want to um stay on top of my fitness goals. Okay. So yeah, I wouldn't say complete, it's a to be continued. Yeah, every episode you're slimming down and looking all. Oh, am I? You are. You absolutely are. <laughs> Thank but you. Yeah, other people see it first, so yes, you can absolutely see that you are slimming down. So that that's very very cool. Yeah, you've been very consistent. Great job. Yay me! <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um. So what did we talk about last episode? It was heart health and Black History Month. So uh, that started as a really great show. Definitely love the tribute to Claudia. Yes. Uh, So, you know, I was just thinking back about her. Like, I always said she had the best style. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be like, where are you getting your clothes from? She can just put something together from anywhere. I thought, I was like, I just don't see clothes like that just anywhere. Like, where are you getting them from? So, yes, the clip, the tip from Claudia was um, shop the back of the store first and then work your way back because the clearance rack is always in the back. And she would shop clearance first and then get, work her way if she needed to come up to the front and see anything. But yeah, she could put anything together. Claudia would, you know, she would do Goodwill shopping, which I so admire those TikTokers that shop at the Goodwill and put an yeah. outfit together. I think, I think yeah. that's I want to be more and more that way. Yeah, I think it's it's a talent to do that. I like, mm-hmm. you know, my husband is a thrift store person and he does. He finds great things, put great yeah. things together. But when I go, it just looks like a lot. And <laughs> I think that's my point. Like, I don't have the eye. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I get so, when there's so much stuff and it's like different stuff, I, I have a hard time looking at it. I'm yeah, sure. and it's like, what style am I in? Am I, am I doing a 63 creation? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And I would think that I would have learned because my aunt is a thrifter too. And she really, she likes like older vintage stuff, but she puts things together nicely. But all the years of thrifting with her didn't rub off on me. (laughs) We're going to have to go shop in Auntie Vanessa's closet and read up on what she gave us last Um, I'm, I'm trying to slim down to get into this red jumpsuit. We're going to have a lot of things to celebrate soon. So yeah. 
Yeah. So we want to keep keep um, the month of February moving. So this is our last show for the month of February, and it's, it's going to be a hot one. Um, we have a special guest on the show today, and without further ado, we definitely want to introduce her, get her on the on the screen ASAP. Uh, so enjoy this intro, and we'll we will be right back. Brewing Sis Podcast is very excited to announce our next guest. Kim, a native of Chicago, gives meaning to the quote, your life truly begins at the end of your comfort zone. Someone who has received Kim's guidance made the following testimony. Coach Kim is such an amazing individual. She is very intuitive and has sensitive listening skills which has helped me through some personal and professional challenges in my life. I am so blessed our paths have crossed and I would definitely recommend Coach Kim to anyone. She is an exceptional woman. Throughout Kim's life, she has possessed an ability to form genuine connections with people. Kim stands out and has a process that best prepares an individual to step up to challenges or accept new opportunities. Welcome Kim as she helps us unlock the tools needed to lead to your best life. Hi Kim. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? Kim Purdue, we are so glad to have you on our show. You. I'm glad to be here. That introduction was everything. And anytime <laughs> I'm introduced, I need y'all to do it. Absolutely will. Everybody that every guest uh, that comes on our show, we want to make sure that you guys know we one, we appreciate you for, you know, blending your time. Um, but also that you know that, you know, you are already in our eyes, what you want to be in life. So it's just so amazing to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. You all look so beautiful. Oh, thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to put it together for you. You look beautiful as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Come on, shoulders. So uh, every episode before we get started, we like to do some icebreakers, solution okay. everybody up, make you okay. think a little bit. Our brew crew watching live, you guys could uh, chat in the comments to answer along with the questions that we have. So the very first one, what drink best describes you and why? You know what? Okay, so you all know how people say you're not everyone's cup of tea. Well, mm -hmm. look, I'm no one's cup of tea, but I am a shot of tequila. Okay. So smooth, uh, but a punch. Yes. That's really what I am. I would I would have to say, yeah, tequila. Tequila, straight, straight. Yeah. Just straight. Right. Okay. I saw a truck passing by me and it, it was a tequila truck. And I don't know what tequila I've tried tequila and it oh Lord, it's strong. It is strong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strong. If you want to get there quickly. Yeah. Tequila. Yes. Well, we might be soul sisters because <laughs> my answer was going to be coffee flavored tequila. I just sampled some uh, when we were at the uh, our water tower place. Um, yeah. So it's like it's tequila, but it's a little sweet, but it still packs a punch. 
And the oh, kind of gives it a little kick, give you a little kick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me. Good. I'm going to be trying. Yes. I can't wait to, to y'all. Uh, y'all got some strong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kelly, don't be being no strawberry lemonade over here. <laughs> See, that's not even my answer. Yeah, I'll let Deanna go. <laughs> I was like, um, uh, so, yeah. So I was like, the first thing that came to mind was old fashioned. I think I'm uh, much of a traditionalist in a lot of ways. So okay. that's probably why that came to mind. Uh, you know, it's a drink that people still love. You know, mm -hmm. I, I drink it from time to time. What does that include? I, I don't know. I'm not gonna act like I know. <laughs> it's a whiskey drink. I mean, you know, I don't actually, I don't actually drink it, but I think that is a good descriptive of me. I'm open. Let's okay. actually try it. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with rum and Coke. Um, I love rum. I think it is, it, it stands alone very, very well. But I think when something sweet is added to it, it tastes even better. So it's going to be um, rum and pineapple juice for me or rum and Coke. Gotcha. Gotcha. What is an album you recommend? Uh, no bad songs, no skips. So what would be that album for you? Oh, that would be uh, Lucky Day's album, Candy Drip. I listen to it every single day. I just, I love Candy <laughs> Drip album by Lucky Day. And then, and all my friends, I put them, I make them listen to it too. I'd be like, if y'all heard Lucky Day Candy Drip, listen, get get your life changed. Yes. Okay. That's what I recommend. Love, love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I, yeah. I got to check it out. Yes. Love it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, since I can't use the Greatest Hits album, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. I thought her she was cheating. That's cheating. No. cheating if I go yeah. with the Greatest Hits. I I'm going to go old school and say Janet Jackson Control. Good job. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that was a cheat. Because I was going to say <laughs> the yeah. um, like, breakers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like the Bob Marley greatest hits, but the one where there's you know compilations with like new school artists, um, like singing over it. Um, I forgot what the actual title of the album was. Yeah, but I know what you're talking about the one because that. The yeah, I think it's called. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All right, so I have two. It's um, Carl Thomas, Emotional. Um, mm -hmm. I love that album. Like, I love every song on that album. Um, and Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I love that album. That was one I thought about, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I skipped that one. Yeah. yeah. If your car had vanity plates, so what would your plates say? It would actually be pretty simple. It would say, it would have the the... Hashtag number and the the number one. Um, just because I'm just me. I'm original. There's nobody else like me. Also, I just uh, learned on Real Housewives of Dubai that the like if if the least numbers or the less numbers or characters you have on your plates, the more money. So if you like have just one character, it could go up to a million dollars. So that's like a certain thing. Like you know, I got money if I just got. One or two things on here. Care. <laughs> you talking about vanity? Vanity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was a tough question for me because back in the day I used to want vanity place, but now I like to not, you know, be discreet. 
Yeah, be discreet. No one knows who I am. Um, but back in the day, if I have any place, I used to say I wanted to say Queen B or something like that, you know. But, yeah. Uh, we have Jay Harris in the comment for the album um, question. Uh, my Life, MJB. That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. That's an unskippable album. Yeah. What about you, Deanna, on the Vanity what? For the vanity plate, like now I think I'm over it, but I used to say I would have it have the letter D, the letter N, and then side, so like D inside. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like we have this inside of the car, but I also would want like a super dope inside of the car. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I like two first. <laughs> uh so mine's would be free, just like three. <laughs> Free from it all. Um, and specifically a drop top Mercedes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking of a sky blue color with dark interior. Like, I didn't know we were designing our cars. Maybe start being a little bit more. A lot of things that I've been writing or putting down on paper have been coming true. So oh girl, let's we'll speak that. Come on. Right. That's right. Hey. Manifesting. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, if what emoji represents you today and why? You, today and pretty much every day, it's a microphone, the microphone emoji, because mm -hmm. I, I speak I, and I it's amplified, and I feel like I pretty much always have something to say. So I would say the mic. <laughs> That's that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing, but the mic emoji. I love it. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for me, my uh, I have an iPhone. So the screen is the yoga girl and coffee cup. So that is me, <laughs> yoga girl and coffee cup. Yeah, that's a good combination. Um, let's see. I think like the big blinking eyes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I was playing in makeup today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, for me, it's the angel, the um, the smiley face with the halo above it, because it's been an interesting, very interesting day, a very interesting week. But I have a lot of secrets to hold, so I'm trying to be an angel and not speak, <laughs> not spill things. <laughs> so, um, the angel for me. I, I I want it to be the microphone, but the angel. Okay. <laughs> uh, for the team you belong to are currently on, what is your team's biggest strength? My team's biggest strength or, or me and the team, just the whole teams? I'm going to say your biggest strength. Okay. Uh, mine would be intentional. So everything mm -hmm. I do, I'm, I'm, you know, I try to know everybody that I'm working with or dealing with and then whatever I present to them is is just very intentional. So I really don't do too much without some intentional thought behind it. So um I would say intentional. Love that. Yeah. I want to steal your answer. <laughs> you you got intentional is good. We don't waste time I, I like, when we intentional. So that's I good. like being intentional. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So intentional. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you still this lady answer like that? Right. Yeah. 
we well, share. My original answer was going to be teamwork, but I, I really liked the intentional. It was something I hadn't even thought about. So, so that question uh, is totally fine with the way Kim answered it. But for us, I want you guys to answer that. What is our, given that we're a team, what is our uh, strongest strength in your um, opinion? Um, our team? Okay, so I would probably say teamwork still. Okay. Teamwork is our strongest strength. Yeah. Is that not a strength? That's fine. That's fine. What about you, Deanna? Um, I would say our resilience and adaptability. Like, you know, there's been some things we've had to pivot on and we're like, okay, pivot. Pivot. <laughs> pivot is one of our, our, our words, Kim. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, for me, it would be our individuality. I think we all bring something dynamic to the table in our personalities, but also in our just, you know, strengths on things that we've learned over time and jobs that we've had. So I would definitely say our individual individuality. Um, we recently took a um, kind of a individuality test or strengths test. What would you call it? A personality, a personality test. Mm -hmm. Personality test. And um, we definitely found that we're all three individual people. But I think that that is it. I think it works. Yeah, I think it works for us. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Works in our favor. <laughs> it definitely works because, you know, where someone else may be weak, another person may be strong, you know, and vice versa is how we pull it together. For sure. Yes. That's that's so good to hear that, ladies. Uh, all of my clients, they have to take a personality test before we have our uh, first sessions. Mm -hmm. And it really, I tell them to use it daily. Because it does tell you your strengths. It tells you how you come off towards people. Um, mm -hmm. All of those. It can tell you the great, the best career path, the best mate, you know. Yeah. And for me, I have them take it and get the results because I need to know who I'm, you know, dealing with and how yeah. to, you know, um, just approach them. So that's really refreshing to hear. Real refreshing. Mm -hmm. And then on that note, tell us about you, what you do, tell our audience about you and what you do. We kind of already know. We got the inside chat. <laughs> yes. Simply put, yep, I'm a life and relationship coach. And uh, I, I teach people how to find themselves before they're found, you know, yes, before they're found by a mate, but also before they find themselves in dead in careers of friendships that have outgrown each other and things like that. Uh, yeah. And I, I really, a lot of the, the relationship part that I teach is relationship with self. You have to have that down first. Everything sure. else will fall into place. If you got that relationship down with self first, you're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a speaker and host and facilitator and all those other things. <laughs> Etc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what is the how important is that personality test? Like, how does it help with it's you working with the client? It's it's excessively important. When I, you know, a lot of times now I'm called in to work with teams, and so mm -hmm. I facilitate with teams. And once they take that test, because I, you know, I have them do it, it just lets them. It, <laughs> It's a big, it's, it's like shines a big light on yourself. So example, one of the things with me, uh, my personality type is advocate. Um, 
But one of the things with me is I'm inquisitive and I love to learn how people think and how they process. That actually makes me feel alive. But in the personality type test, it tells me that, but it also says you can come off as an interrogator to certain people and you don't want to come off that way. That is not something I knew about myself. And, and then I said, oh my God, that's what, that's literally what my ex-boyfriend told me. He literally said that, he said, I feel like you interrogate me. And I, I'm like, what? No, nah, you just got an issue with cops. You know, I just had, a, but no, like, no, that was a real thing. So it it's so helpful. And if people knew themselves, do you all know how much easier, easier it would be to get along with each other if yeah. you knew yourself? Uh, but, you know, we, we're kind of looking for people to, to either tell us how to be or to read our minds and to know how we want to be handled. Yeah. When you know your personality type and you study it and you really use it as a tool daily, nobody has to be a psychic. <laughs> you know, you can you can show them how you need to be treated and handled. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's true. I was saying in my past, I used to like, well, that's not my intention. Like you should already know, you know, this is not what I mean. So it's kind of, once you do the personality test and you kind of see how you may come across other people, it's like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hidden secret. It's like you kind of know um, some some of the things that, um, you know, because we have to kind of answer what the other person may think about you. For me, I was kind of like, um, well, I know they're going to say this, you know, I know. And then we, we took the test and they were like, nah, that's not for you. You know, you know. Uh, and then I sat back and I thought about it and I was like, you know, they're, they're absolutely right. I, I think it's okay to celebrate some things that are about you that, you know, may be a little others may not, you know, necessarily like. Yeah. I, I think in that celebration, you're able to, in, in a sense, find um, a way to grow too, you know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's what we apologize about. We all, you know, this helps right. us to understand how to work together. Absolutely. And how to communicate um, yes. because we each have a different communication style as well. Mm -hmm. But if if you have a better understanding of a personality type, then you can adjust and adapt to how you communicate to someone else versus saying, well, this is how I would want to be communicated <laughs> to. Therefore, I'm going to impress this communication style on the other person um, instead of, you know, honoring who they are and how they receive information and trying to adapt to that, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's true. How do you shine that light on people, Kim, to either say this is a good thing that you're doing or this is something that about yourself that you may want to change? Yeah. And I, I like that you said that because I definitely stay away from saying good and bad. You know what I mean? It's, you know, one thing we have to know what our goal is with whatever mm -hmm. we're doing. Right. So it could be I need to have a conversation and it could be a work situation. I need to know what my goal is. Um, and if I understand the goal, I have to also understand I may need to make some adjustments to get to that goal. You know what I mean? And that's okay. So that's how, that's, that's 
I kind of start there. Like, what is it that you want to achieve? You know, and once we do that, you know, I, I, I well, I'll, I'll give an example. One of a former client of mine had some issues with her mother. And I said, she said, you know, okay, I need to talk to her. I said, okay, well, let's talk. Let's me and you talk about what you're going to say to her before you talk to her. And she said, okay, well, she did not follow that. And she had a conversation <laughs> with her mother and it went completely left, mm -hmm. completely. So I said, yeah, this is why we needed to talk <laughs> because you have a goal. Be clear on the mm -hmm. goal, but we got to talk about how we're going to get there. It's certainly, you you know, you can't just be like, mama, you made some decisions that really messed my life up. You can't say that to your mom. Like, that was yeah. not her, her ever her goal to do that to her child. And she's going to get defensive. <laughs> right. Anybody would, you know what I mean? So yeah. you really have to just walk, walk them through the process so that mm -hmm. they also can, can see it themselves and kind of talk it out themselves. That's how we shine the light on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Moms moms are tough. <laughs> Those conversations, you know, Damn. moms are tough. I think yeah. families, family relationships can get tough. <laughs> so I think um, now that my son is, shall, how old is he? 23, maybe? 23. Wrong son. Yes. Yeah, I think he's 23. <laughs> Um, now that he's 23, it's kind of, you know, I have the opportunity to step back and be like, okay, like the way there were things that I changed about how I grew up, how I raised him. Yes. But there are some things that he'll like send me a, uh, like a little TikTok video, like how black moms are and be like, that's me. And I'm like, that ain't me. <laughs> and then I'm like, dang, is that what he thinks? So... <laughs> You have, you have that way of like looking at yourself like, okay, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. yeah it's good to have those honest people in your life to, um, you know, be honest with you and say, no, you really are this way. And, and this is the way I, I perceive you. And if you perceive yourself in some other type or form or fashion, um, you know, it's nice to have people who are there for you that can be honest with you and just say, yeah, no, nah, not all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. no, it's, not, it's not that way all the time. Yeah, it's delicate. It's very delicate. And this yeah. is why it, it, you know, that's the other thing we have to know with our family members. They're not therapists. They're not coaches. They're not that. So a lot of times they're not going to know how to receive that <laughs> in love. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, I agree with you all. It's, it's very delicate. But you do need that loving person to give you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I put a Facebook post up today. It was something I saw online. It said, the more you invest in yourself, the more valuable you become. Um, and you were just mentioning how you like to do a lot of self-work uh, for your, you know, people that you work with. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. It's, first of all, that's something that I live by. I'm excessively self-aware. I'm so self-aware that I know that I don't know everything. <laughs> I'm so self-aware that I know we are all an onion, right? Um, it's always layers and layers and layers. Uh, so I will say it's tough because when you're working with people, they're, they're digging up things that they have buried, that they really don't want to deal with. Because when you start doing like in, in some circles, they call it shadow work. 
when you really start doing that, you're going to see, oh my God, I'm not as beautiful and nice and kind and loving as I thought. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and some of us, I mean, that's our pride and joy. I'm here to help everybody when really, no, you just have a need to be needed. And when people don't need you anymore, then you have an attitude and maybe you like being somebody's crutch and that's an issue. You know what I mean? So I, I tell people all the time, look, we're going to go through this journey, but I'm going to hold your hand through it. But it's you. It's going to get ugly, bloody. It's going to be sweat. It's right. going to be tears. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? So it's there. It's um, it takes a person with great courage to get to know themselves. Mm -hmm. It takes great courage to do that. It takes great courage. Like people, you know, they want to take all this time getting to know the boo or the husband or whatever. And that's great. But it's different when it's you're getting to know you. Yeah. Yeah. And it mm -hmm. can definitely get scary too, because you're sitting there like peeling back those layers and stuff that you kind of want to be like, no, that's not how I am. I'm this way. When you start to realize, like, you know, this is how I think and this is, you know, <laughs> who I am. You yeah. start being honest with yourself. Um, and I think, you know, I, I attend therapy. So that's something yeah. that, you know you kind of dive into in therapy as well. You have to do it. Yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm glad that you said about being honest with yourself because the truth be told, most of our friends and family lie to us. I mean, they just do because they're trying to be kind and sweet. Mm -hmm. I heard an example the other day when uh, a person said, don't lie to your loved ones. Tell them the truth. So, you know, say uh, one of your girlfriends just gets out of a relationship and she's talking bad about this man and you're like yeah girl you know he really messed up but in in real life you're like no girl he he broke up with you because you're mean and that's gonna happen <laughs> in all the relationships right but because people lie to us once we get that awareness i mean it's devastating because <laughs> mm -hmm. we've been lied to you know so yeah is. What what would you say is the kind of the number one reason why people seek help? Um, for what the line of work that I do is typically a divorce just happened or a breakup just happened. Uh, and so they're they're looking to get over it or find out uh, what they did wrong. Right. That's that's what they think they're coming for. Mm -hmm. um, but when we get into the thick of it, they see that they kind of do a lot of blaming. Right. It's all about, oh, I, everything I did was because of what this person did, as if we don't have our own will. Mm. When, when you start making decisions and understanding you're making the decision because of you and that others don't control you, well, then you don't get to do the blame game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they think they're coming from one thing, but we deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> we deep dive. But yeah, it, it's usually something relational. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, do you find that some of your uh, clients get mad at you before they love you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it, it's funny because, you know, one of them was just so transparent with me and she couldn't tell me this until she was you know, loved me, like you just said. But she said, I'm so mad at you. I said, where are you? Oh, okay. 
That, that's what <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what people think work is supposed to look like. This type of work, it's not, it's not pretty. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, so oh yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but I, you know, I'm built for it. So, you know, and I know they'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. Again. I think yeah. I think it's back to that you have to face, you know, what you don't want to face. That, yeah. you know, conversation yeah. about yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? So when you have another person on the outside telling you or not even telling you, leading you to the answers, it's like, how dare she? <laughs> Who do you think you are? You know? <laughs> so yes. you, know, you yes. have that moment. Yeah. And when you start to continue to do the work, it's mm -hmm. like, wait, maybe I looked at that wrong. Or maybe I shouldn't have took that so personal. Or, you know, you start realizing things about yourself through that work. So absolutely. Yes. Yeah. But I tell them, I'd be like, you can, you know, you cannot be disrespectful to me. But, mm -hmm. you, can, you know, those are your, I tell people all the time, those are your feelings. You can do what you want with them. They don't yeah. really have anything to do with me. But yeah, uh, it, 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 it be like hate. And then they get to the love space, especially when they start putting in, you know, applying the tools and they see that it works and their life is more peaceful <laughs> and successful. They're like, okay, I kind of had to go through that to get to here. So yeah, yeah. that was a really, really good question. That's, a, that's <laughs> honestly, I like that. What yeah. do those tools look like, Kim? Like what to, I don't know, I guess to take it from a perspective of someone who feels like, well, I wasn't the issue they were. Um, <laughs> you know, how do you, what are the tools that you walk or would walk a person to? And you don't have to share them all, but right. you know, what are you to share that to as far as? I'll take one, which is accountability. Mm -hmm. Everything comes back to you. So what happens a lot of times if we're talking about a relationship that's met its demise, they, they want to talk a lot about the other person and what they did. And I always say, well, they're not here to give their side. So we're not going to discuss them. We're yeah. going to discuss you. So it's really, really a lot of accountability. And we have to go back to childhood. The reason we have to go back to childhood, because that's where our conditioning and programming starts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, you've been living a certain way because you perceive things in a certain way. And that that's not right. You know what I mean? Or, you know, even with, uh, you know, getting back to the parents, it's like, yeah, you saw them do certain things, but you don't know why they did it. So you, you're taking like a five-year-old's perspective of what you're seeing, and then you live your life in a certain way. And if you talk to your parents, they're like, girl, if I didn't have to go through that, I wouldn't have. I was, I was in a situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And here you up here thinking this is regular life. You know yeah. what I mean? So... It's a lot of accountability. We have to start there. And then there's that digging. I always have them write letters to their younger self, always. And then I have their younger self write a letter to them. Mm. So it's, you have to really, really dig in there. And then that's when you do kind of see that accountability piece. Yeah, yeah. I like that. We've, we've written letters to our younger self, but we haven't wrote... Yeah our younger self to her yeah. she she has something to say yeah she has a yeah. lot she's like hey why didn't you make this decision why did you ignore me um why are you still ignoring me mm. yeah yeah 
it, it, it gets really deep, but yeah, but I'm works. sitting here like, what would my younger self right? say? <laughs> and you, so you know, you know, you gotta go back to that place. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, and you can go to that place, but yeah, it's because you see the world differently now. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, I ha I have them do that. Yeah, I think that is a good exercise and and one yeah. everyone should 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 do. Yeah, absolutely. You can do yeah. it in the privacy of your own home. You don't have to share it if it's too personal. Just you know. Just so you having a, something you can refer back to, and you know, it may be something that are called the breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. it it it. So far, one hundred percent of the time, it's it's been a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And then they start, you know, having to acknowledge other people, <laughs> like, oh, you know, hey, maybe my parents didn't protect me in this situation, and I thought they should have. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I felt unstable. So anytime I see this little thing, it makes me feel unstable as an adult. Y'all know it's 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 counsel, it's coaching. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah. you talk like you like to um we talked before that you like to do public speaking and engagements and events. Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, okay, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all, you know, one-on-one -on -one coaching is cool, but it's draining. <laughs> 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 it, it's really strong friends. <laughs> it's, it's draining. It can be draining. The the cool thing uh, that I love to do about you know public speaking, I've I've always been on stage my entire life because I grew up singing. My mother was a professional singer and she toured, so I'm I always was on the stage, be it oh, in wow. church or professionally somewhere. Um, so I've always liked the stage, but um. It's something about the energy of the masses when it's a group of people or an auditorium full of people um, and when you see things click for them, you know, and it's it's enough detail, but not too much detail. You know what I mean? Um, where you're teaching, you have a certain amount of time, you're giving them what they need and you get that good feedback. I, I really, really feel like I shine in that space. So mm -hmm. that that's one of the reasons why I love public speaking. Very yeah. cool. mm -hmm. We have to see you on, on the big stage as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So Deanna, do you want to kick us off with our, our next segment? And Yeah, so we asked for some latte letters that we could, uh, you know. <laughs> We'll the team with some feedback from uh, <laughs> Kim, and we'll all, you know, chime in and give our opinions and perspective. And Brew Crew, feel free to, you know, let us know what you're thinking as well. Give me just Absolutely. a moment to get the first latte letter up. One moment. And y'all can keep sending us latte letters. So our email is westbrewingsist at gmail.com. Yep. You can leave it anonymous if you don't want us to know, because we'll be using this in uh, future episodes if you just kind of want to know. You know, we won't have, we might have Kim back at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but we can definitely, you know, put these letters out here and, you know, get, get some expert opinion. Absolutely. So. so here's our first latte letter. Okay. I married my college sweetheart 10 years ago. He's a preacher's kid and lived a pretty sheltered life until we met. Um, 
his father told me the only way I could date his son would be if I joined his church. So I joined the church and got to have dinner with the large family at the house on Sundays. Uh, we were together every day. The family, including the father, grew to love me. On my husband's 25th birthday, he proposed to me and his parents bought me a beautiful ring. We got married two years later and had two kids. His mother and his my mother-in-law died a year after we got married. Uh, so my father-in-law spent a lot of time at our house. My husband often joked that my father-in-law loved me more than him. At first, it was a joke until I found three pair of my underwear in my father-in-law's suitcase. <laughs> His father was notorious for throwing laundry in the suitcase, so it was not unusual for me to check his suitcase for clothes that might need to be washed. <laughs> I asked my father-in-law if he took my panties, and his response was yes, that he had dreamed about us being together, and he told me he wants to switch places with my husband. Whoa. <laughs> the question, do I tell my husband or uh, ignore it or give the old preacher what he wants? First of all. <laughs> <laughs> you said, oh, my God. <laughs> that was a lot. Thank you, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot. I, can't. Uh, I was like, is Janelle wrote this? <laughs> no. Oh, 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 uh, we will let the professionals take this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, first off, yes, she needs to tell her husband. That's that's a no-brainer. Yes. But I want to go back. Mm -hmm. First off, there, there are so many signs of inappropriateness. Yeah. You can only date my son if you join the church. Yeah. That's the issue. Your parents bought the ring. That's an issue. <laughs> Why are you over here doing laundry, Daddy? I mean, there's, there's, I, I got a lot of because his wife died. Why are you over here doing your laundry, Daddy? I still got the same question, Daddy. Why you know, you, you can't do laundry in your crib. Case. You know what I mean? I don't. Ooh, somebody said the old preacher needs a healing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit concerned though that she's even asking. If she should share this with her husband. Right. Yes. That's the first thing you need to do. And is it going to be uncomfortable? Yep. As uncomfortable as your uh, father in law should have been with saying that he wants you. So, yeah. everybody. I, I totally agree. Thank God with the professional on this one because it's like, um, <laughs> They walked into it wrong. They they walked into it with a bunch of demands, and you, yeah. you got to do this. And and um, at some point, you know, I guess I can understand then why she doesn't have much trust for her her husband to now go and tell him like this is happening. But I would scream down the church out that the pastor get the pastor somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Just the father lost the pastor. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the yeah. son relinquished control to his father from day one. 
That's he right. never had control, not control of his wife or, but his he was wife. never in the driver's seat of this relationship his parents were. Mm -hmm. So I think that puts her in an awkward position where it's like, ugh. I, I don't even know, guys. So, so I'm like, definitely, so. I hope the, well, should I give the old preacher what he wants? No, that shouldn't even be an old. I, I, I hope that was a joke, um, but I could Fingers maybe crossed. see that she feels conflicted about telling her husband. It probably would bring a lot of hurt to him to know that his father was thinking that, but I don't feel like it's something that could be ignored. I said, how old is he? Because I'm like, if he like 96 and see now and have Alzheimer's or something, can we laugh it off and just keep him away or mm -hmm. but if he's like uh full at his self mental capacity intact um it would be creepy to me therefore i would definitely be like running to tell my husband it would be creepy either way even if he has alzheimer's but um i think maybe we could dismiss it if he has some dementia or something but um yeah otherwise yeah no yeah <laughs> you, can, you can fall victim to kind of like putting all of that responsibility on you by not saying anything. Yeah. It's like, it almost becomes your fault because it's like, well, if I say it, this could ruin my, my marriage. If I say it, you know, my husband will be mad at me, but it's kind of like, think of yourself in that situation. You like, if the earlier you broadcast it out, it, you could stop him from stealing your panties, girl. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, you know, oh I, don't, I don't know what people think marriage is like marriage is for grown folks. It's not yeah. for scary, you know what I mean? You, I understand. We're going to be uncomfortable. There are some uncomfortable um, conversations we have to have. But if she, that's another concern. Like if she's that conflicted, which she sounds like she is, yeah. she needs to revisit, uh, are you married to a leader? I, mm -hmm. I believe most women want their uh want to be able to trust their husband so much so that they trust him as the leader. So right. I should feel, if I'm not comfortable enough with having this conversation with you, maybe I need to revisit, you know, uh, should we have ever gotten married or mm -hmm. are we just in the place where now, like we might need to get some serious counsel. It's, I, what I'm saying is it's much deeper issues than yeah. just that. Yeah. It's what it sounds like. Yeah. When I listening to you describe the beginning how their relationship began i was like he was yeah. never the leader yeah. of this situation right yeah. so but this is that. good though because it lets us know things don't change just because you get married or just mm -hmm. married. like if you're not if a man is not used to being that leader it doesn't turn on just because you know you got his last name yeah, yeah, she said he had been sheltered it sounded like yeah his parents yeah. kept him so close and unlike yeah. a lot of kids, seems like he never rebelled. Like he just conformed to everything. Which is easy, right? Like if somebody else is telling me what to do, then I don't really have to make decisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another. Ugh, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty. That's Well, wait, before we go, we oh. go on to, um that leadership, and I'll, I'll pose this to everybody, but leadership is extremely important to me. I feel like I always use this as an example, but this is probably the more dramatic of it. All. But like if we are ever out, you know, and, and we get robbed and uh, you look at me like you fighting too, like I would just feel, <laughs> I would just feel, it's so important.
important for a man to lead? Is is that leadership mm-hmm. role um, important for you guys? I oh, absolutely. For me, it is like number one. <laughs> number one is leadership mm-hmm. protection. Number two, um, I cannot be with somebody that I can run over. And not that I would, but it's unattractive to me to be with somebody that I have to guide and tell what to do. And now we're doing this. I don't want to be the leader. I'm the leader at work. I'm a business owner. I don't want to lead everywhere. I want to come home and be soft. So if you can't lead the household, what are you here for? You're a child. Like, I don't want it. No, thank you. Yep. Um, yeah. What about you, ladies? Deanna, Kim? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think leadership is important. I don't want to lead everything either. And um, if, yeah, me and a doormat would never work. Because we probably would just coexist. Like nobody would <laughs> nobody would press the issue on anything. You know, it would just be very mundane. Do you guys think that we get a bad rap for for being black women? That we 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 are leaders as well, or control freaks, or um, all right. Like, <laughs> or that we dominate. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in a, a multicultural marriage and there were definitely people who cautioned my husband about marrying an African-American woman. He's from Kenya. He's African. But they, people who had no experience um, were saying things like, oh, you know, she's going to dominate or she's going to control everything. And, and vice versa, Americans were saying the same thing about Oh, aren't Africans controlling? Do you have a curfew? Uh, you know, uh, un- unfounded <laughs> foolishness on both ends, you know. Um, but I think, you know, everybody has their opinions, but well, it's, it's just mostly unfounded. But yeah. What, um, What? <laughs> you know what? No, that's, I, I appreciate that. I agree with that. But I will have to be honest. Um, so, you know, as we discussed before the other night, you know, I I do have some some male clients and they are with black women and those black women um, very dominating. Mm-hmm. They they want to have like a hub son. I rule this house and what I say goes and um, there's a certain card some women pull you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like uh i I, i'm right and you're wrong and i'm just right because you know i'm a woman and you know we are taught that women mature much quicker than men so we already have a conditioning that they don't know what the heck they're doing when you really have that conditioning you treat you tend to treat the person like that like they're your child you know um and i've 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 seen that. I've seen some some women that share my hue and features, like just sometimes even in public, how they're talking yeah. down to their husbands. I've even seen, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but I've seen a, a lot of that. Now, here's the thing. Because as Black women in America, we have a di- very different experience than other women in other races, we do have to 
really protect ourselves when we're not in the house or if our man is not with us or our dads or brothers, you know what I mean? So we do have some of that. Um, mm. and we we kind of have to have it to just get along in life uh, or at these jobs and things like that. We Sometimes it's hard to turn that off or turn it down when you're with your, your, your husband, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've seen it. Like you said, uh, Deanna, some things definitely are unfounded. Um, and then, you know, I, I've seen it on the other side too. And I do, you know, a lot of these men, they're like, will you please talk to my wife? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you talk to her. And that's another thing too. Um, I'm telling y'all with this Me Too thing happening, mm -hmm. these men are, it's almost like they're afraid to, take that leadership role like i don't want to take that you know i don't want her to think that i'm trying to rule over her and all of that but it's like as we all agree we still need that leadership and that protection from that man it's a really fine line it's, it's a fine line yeah, yeah. Um, i was gonna say i definitely agree with that there i think there's extremes on every on both sides yeah um, but I think that this narrative pre-Me pre Too of Black women being dominating and controlling has been going on for so long that if someone keeps saying something over and over again, it becomes true. I feel like Black women, unfortunately, have to... Uh, I was, You know, before I say this, I was watching this TV show called Ready to Love on OWN Network. Have you guys ever seen that? Yeah, I watch every season. Yeah, so it was a woman on there and this man asked her, can she be submissive? Yeah, I love and, her. Yeah, and she said, I can be submissive to the right leader. She said as a, a single parent, she's had to be strong. She's had to be tough. She's had to protect herself. So she's not going to let anybody come in here and play with her. So, But if the right man comes along, she's willing to take the back seat. She said, you can wear your brief. I'll wear panties. I'm cool yeah. with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I think that is it. That is it right there. If you come in the door as a man and you are, you, un, you first off, you step back and you understand the dynamics and how this woman works and listen to her and establish communication, you could come in and be the leader. I don't think that Every woman wants a, a hub son. You know, I think that it, even those women, if they found the right man to, to be a leader, they'll take the back seat or they would have to find them a hub son, I guess. <laughs> Look, and I, I, I agree. I think along with that, too, it has everything to do with our picking. Like, mm -hmm. why are we picking the guy that's not the leader? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's another big concern I have. You know, we do kind of put all this blame up. Well, if you act a certain way, it's like, well, do you know the characteristics of a leader in a man? Mm -hmm. And can you really conform to that? Right. Can you really conform to, because I'm going to tell you, if you you have a, a leader, he's not going to deal with a lot of pouting. Mm -hmm. You're not, you don't get to be a drama queen with a, a real leader. You don't get to do that. So, you know, it's like, can can you really spot that and then can you be the woman that the leader wants to be with yeah. you know quite possibly you're not coming across the leaders because you can't conform to it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so I, it's extremes on all, both all sides like i, I agree yeah. Yeah. Me, me i'm coming in in the back seat <laughs> <laughs> i'm like that too and if they don't 
I'm out the door. I'm looking. I'm, I am so hands off. I'm naturally assertive. So I back up. Yes. I like to do a lot of backing up and I'll be like, I'm going to see what you're going to do. Okay. You, you call me, you want to see me. Okay. I'm not asking when we going out. And if you haven't asked me out by day three, next. <laughs> like, yes, day three. Okay. I don't remember day three. No, I mean, that's just for me. I'm not saying everybody should do that, but just for me. And you know, like y'all know, y'all know this. When you have a certain uh, level of knowledge, mm -hmm. you just already know. You're like, okay, they, they're a little timid. They kind of don't know what they want. I need people, you know, y'all, we all good and grown here. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have time for all of the, <laughs> you know, the, well, let me see if I, Sir, and like it could be coffee. It don't have to be a grand date. Yeah, we can go. We can go walk on the lake, but yeah. I'm letting him take that lead. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm and I'm not. And, and it could be a guy that I'm like I may have been watching him for a while, and I may really want to go out with him, but I'd be like, I gotta, I gotta rally back and let him lead and let him mm -hmm. lead. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because then essentially you're asking them for somebody that you really don't even want because they're not doing the things that you find necessary to be with you. Um, I agree with that. Um, kind of like holding it in. Like I'm not gonna. I, I, I'll tell you what I like to do, um, but it, it it definitely is up to guys. I, um, cute story. My daughter is. You know, she's getting into dating. She's dating a guy, and you know, she even has it where she's like, I, "Yeah, I would. I would love to go out with him. I would love to go out on a date, but he ain't asked yet, so I ain't asking." And my first initial reaction was, no, you should be vocal and say what you mean. But no, I, I, I'm going to tell her to continue to just, you know, either, you know, in her situation, I don't know if the three-day time frame. Right. If he ain't with it now, you know, um, he should be, you know, or someone should be teaching him, like, yes, you have to get a lady out on a date, you know. And I, I, I got to clear up because I know people are going to watch this. So we don't have to even go out on day three, but I need some plans to start being made. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, and it's a way you do that. But most men at, at least our ages, they know what they're they not here to waste time either. But I, I love what your daughter is doing. I, yeah. hope that she, I hope that she keeps that because y'all know how you start off a thing. Is how that thing is gonna go. Absolutely. So that's that's wonderful. Oh my god, I think that's so good. Kim, what's your saying again? At at this big age, or yeah, at this age, uh, N A T A, not a, not at this age. <laughs> I yeah. Yes. What else you got for us, Dion? Oh, the next one. Let's see. <laughs> Dear Latte Letters, I'm a 32 year old and my fiance and I have been together for 12 years. He is the father of my two sons. Um, sorry. Recently he proposed. He said he was ready to get married. He told me that he's never been in love like this with any other woman. We were in bliss until a month later. After he asked me to marry him, a woman called and told me that he's been dating, that she's been dealing with my fiance for eight years. When I confronted him, he apologized and confessed. 
he told me that at the time he started the affair, he was feeling low and he was having some issues with himself. I forgave him. Then two months later, I found out about another woman that he was dealing with for many years as well. I had no idea about his side relationships. He was always very attentive and present with me and our children. He has suggested couples counseling. I don't really know who this guy is anymore. I'm trying to make it work, but it's painful and so hard to work past the betrayal, lies, and deceit. What do you think I should do? Should I believe that he's changed and marry him? Professional. <laughs> well, well, Mag, I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump in. Okay. Here's the thing. She said she doesn't know who he is. She knows exactly who he is. First off, twelve years y'all together. Two kids? No, 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 no. 12 years, two kids, and a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I, of course, I don't know the ages here, mm -hmm. but I'm I'm sure that she got some age on her, right? Yeah. 32. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 12 years. Girl, I'm sorry. Here, here we got to go with the accountability again, right? Um, I'm sure she's wanted to be married way before the recent proposal. I'm sure she's wanted to be married before then. And the thing is, if if they're not going in the direction you want them to go in, you, you got to get out of it. You know what I mean? You have to because, and you know what? He may have given her that proposal or that ring for a placeholder because they could be engaged for another 12 years. He is in no rush, right? Um, so she, she knows who he is. So she just needs to make a decision if she wants to continue to waste her time. <laughs> I know that sounds harsh, but that's the reality of it because she knows who she's dealing with. Um, it just, you know, it probably hurts that she found out he hadn't been in other relationships, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm, I, it's like, what do you think he was doing? <laughs> I mean, oh. one may ask her, girl, you didn't, you wasn't with nobody else either. And y'all are not married or engaged. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, that's, um, I, I, I feel for her though. Cause you know, a lot of us have been in those situations where yeah. you're, you're kind of, how do you, uh, cause we've debated this topic in regards to timing before, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, I, for me, I always think that, um, nobody truly knows a situation like two people who are in a relationship. Yeah. Um, while I definitely, definitely think that time timing is important, how do you keep the clock um, while still allowing yourself to grow in a relationship and seeing and and allowing that person time as well? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's very unpopular for women. However, if you're not married, you're single. So you need to be dating multiple people. I don't think you should be exclusive. <laughs> I don't believe you should be exclusive until they make you unavailable to everyone else. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean marriage, right? Because there are, there are plenty of married people that are still available to other people. Okay. 
That's a whole other story. <laughs> but some of them are, right? But they have to make you unavailable. And that means a plan, an actual true plan. You know what I mean? And yes. and y'all are having progress. And then, you know, if the pair of you want marriage or however you all are going to commit to each other, then you all do that. Uh, so I think that's that's one thing why we kind of stay around too long because we have all our eggs in this basket and we're not fostering other possibilities. We're not growing either. Where the other person, at least in this case, you know, he was he was assessing other stuff, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so to me, and you got to know what you want. Do you want to be a married woman? Do you want that? If that's what you want, you need to focus on dating men that want that as well. But if you're not sure, or if he's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be married right now. That's another thing some women have an issue with is we, we believe this whole ride or die thing. Or oh, if I stay and if I put up with all the stuff and all the other baby mamas and I'm still here and I'm still standing, he'll choose me. No, no. Yeah, that, that that's my take on that. <laughs> I'm popular, but that's how I feel about that. It's worked for me. <laughs> Y'all want to add anything to that? <laughs> I was just <laughs> taking it all in. I, I was thinking about myself. I was with my husband for, oh gosh, I don't even know, uh, 18 years. And we were married for three. So, so, but I, as I told the ladies probably behind the scenes, like if we would have got married younger, we probably wouldn't have stayed married. Um, because I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. We was just two people that wasn't ready. Um, mm -hmm. But once we got married, it was like a totally different relationship. It was like act two of our relationship we, we were like closer thicker than thieves um in our relationship <clears throat> but i think we needed that that growing time probably not even together but we needed that growing time to like you know grow up long story short so yeah that's 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 real but having a whole eight-year relationship that's something totally different like a whole a whole eight-year relationship but that's what i'm eight years ago Oh, it was eight years. She was dealing with him for eight years. Oh, and then there was another woman, too, that she found out that was dealing with him for years. That's something but, different. Yeah. 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 Like a whole eight-year relationship. A whole eight-year relationship? Yeah. That's a lot, guys. That's a lot. That yeah. is a I don't know. How do you get past a whole eight-year relationship? <laughs> Not I something happened eight years ago. A whole eight-year relationship? I don't know about that. Yeah. That was it's, smiling in my face. Right. So it sounded like he had coinciding relationships. So really he had three ongoing relationships at the same time. They they point. overlapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's the audacity for me. I'm sorry. I have a I have a problem with audacity. Audacity for me. Like a whole eight-year relationship, not something that happened eight years ago, but a whole eight-year relationship. <laughs> but you know what, Bianca, you know what though? I feel like <laughs> It's bad to say this, but sometimes we be thinking we in relationships and we ain't in relationships. Right. Well, that's a fact. That so is I a wonder, fact. I wonder, you know, 
was that the case? Like, you know what I mean? Well, she yeah. said we have been dealing with him for eight years. So we also have, we are aware that no, we're talking about the wife or fiance. <laughs> well, the wife of fiance, she she was made to believe she was the main person. But the, mm -hmm. the other woman says dealing with, dealing with could mean they would just have they a sexual relationship. Yeah. For eight years, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to be anybody's main person. I'm right. just going to be the, the only, only person. person. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. 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 Oh, we have a comment from Janelle. Um, show it. When relationships do not work after multiple attempts, it can be a challenge to get back out there and date. What recommend uh, recommendations do you have with overcoming the fear of failed relationships? That's really good, Janelle. That's a good one, Janelle. Oh, that's a that's a great question, Janelle. And I, you know what? A lot of my clients have the same, you know, issue. Like I was saying, they come because something has ended. Now they're trying to also get back out there. Yeah. But you cannot be scared. You gotta. I, I know. I know. It's, it sounds like kind of simple, but you gotta be a big girl. You gotta be a big girl, and you gotta say, okay, <laughs> listen. What what? First off, what did I have to do with with uh? The failed relationship right because i know it's everybody else's fault but it takes two people to have a relationship and typically not always but generally speaking we both contributed to the demise of it so that's another thing look at okay how did i contribute to the demise of this situation and then okay going forward when i go back out there and date i don't want to do those things uh like she was saying when you've made a number of attempts Maybe you made too many attempts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's another thing. Yeah. She also said, um, yeah. It's tough getting back out there and and uh, yeah. meeting multiple people. One person is enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I said this is a, it's very unpopular what I say when You're I say that. Talking. Because actually, it's, it's, it's actually a bit easier. Um, and again, I have a lot of pushback with my clients when I said until they do it and because remember this is literally just going on dates that's it this right. is not being intimate this is not getting your heart involved this is it's it's like think about it like you uh interviewing for a position absolutely and you're interviewing people for a position you're actually interviewing multiple people yeah at mm -hmm. the same time because you have to you got to gather that information so i think what's hard you and y'all know how we're conditioned as women J mm. date the one guy and you know what i mean and when we do that we act like they're our boyfriend and then they're not and then we're <laughs> devastated and then it takes us forever to start dating somebody else yes yeah. i agree kim so before marriage i was dating and i was uh, honest about it so like when i would meet someone i would tell them yeah i'm dating and sometimes it would be, I think, somewhat of a challenge to guys. They're like, oh, um, or if they would ask me out and I say, well, I'm already going out with somebody on Friday, but I'm free on Saturday. You know, they're like, oh, I got to get on your calendar, like basically. And like you said before, um, that is OK until somebody makes you unavailable. So. <laughs> I agree with Janelle, so I can I can I can read your comments, Janelle. That's hilarious. But I can also um a little bit because 
No, no, that was funny. I think that the dating thing can be, and I'll I'll read what Janelle said. Um, Girl, she said, Kim, girl, I hate interviews. (laughs) You get down, busted. But you're right. That was a good one, Janelle. That was a good one. I love it. It could be. And just remember, <laughs> like, Lord Jesus, am I talking to Terry or am I talking to, you know, uh, because they also can be very similar in situations like that. But that's I, why you just got to tell everybody I'm dating and like, yeah, I, date I, I get it. I get it. And, and Kim, you might even also hear this because I know that Janelle is also a Leo. I'm a Leo. We tend to be very loyal. You Janelle's know. not a Leo, though. She's a Cancer. So oh, Janelle's a Cancer. I thought Janelle was a Leo. Okay, well, our mm-hmm. birthdays are close. Um, so I, I get it. I understand what you're saying. I definitely, definitely it's do. Difficult. How do you talk uh, someone off the Well, you know what? I tell them, I give them like true stories. So like uh, my dad and my bonus mom. Okay. Uh, When my bump, when my dad and my bonus mom went on their first date, she, she told him, she was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm dating, I'm dating two other guys. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was very, and she told me uh, once I got good and grown, she, she told me why she did that. She said, because the one that wants you, he's going to make you unavailable for them other guys. Yeah. Right? So so you want the guy that's like no 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 no. I want her. Let me let me I'm telling you, gentlemen, if there's any gentleman out there, monopolize that woman's time where she don't have time to go out with the other guys. That's what happened to me in my last relationship. He knew that I was dating other people. When I tell y'all, monopolized all of my time where yeah. I just did not have time to go out with anybody else. <clears throat> Seriously. So you, you, I mean, because again, it goes back to what you want. What type of man do you want? Do you want this man on you? Do you want him to kind of, for the lack of better words, kind of chase you, put that work in, right? Mm-hmm. But the guys that's like, you know, then you do have some guys that's like, oh, no, nah, she dating other, other men. Like, I no. Okay, no problem. Go somewhere else. And that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we gonna hurt some feelings out here, but it's okay. Everybody, you know, ain't nobody ever died because somebody didn't want to go out on a date with them. Can I just put this asterisk out for the gentleman? Um, don't monopolize the woman's time, and then when all the pressure is off you because she didn't put right. all the other guys to the side, and then you feel like I got her, and then you step off the gas pedal, sir. You got to keep on that gas pedal. You need to stop at the gas station get some more gas. You do that, but. Do not monopolize people's time, and then when the pressure is off because the other guys then went on about their business, now you want to go back to being regular degular. We're not doing that. Well, yeah. not, and, and leave them like, business either. Like there's some. I, I got a message from some uh, somebody that, like you know, like we went to prom together. You, you this was this was several years ago. It's twenty five years ago at this point. You know that ain't no chance. So, so I want to asterisk on guys. Stop, tr- stop, stop waiting long periods of time and thinking that you still got a shot out here. There is no shot. <laughs> I want to answer both of you. I would like to re- reply to both of you all. Yes, Bianca, I agree with that. However, ladies, if he takes, if he stop monopolizing your time, leave. You should not be staying. You. 
Like nobody gets to do that. You don't get to show up all this, you know, do all this and you get me and we get together and then you don't, you back up. If you, everybody gets to do what they want to do, right? Mm -hmm. I, I know people that's been married 25 and 30 years and divorced. So people change their minds. I, I get it. Oh, yeah. right? People can do that. But ladies also, I agree with that. Men don't do that. Cause y'all, y'all, what y'all gonna do is lose that woman. Cause she, you know, because remember, she was dating multiple guys when she met you, so she don't have no problem with getting back into the dating pool. <laughs> like she's all, you know what I mean? So I agree with that, gentlemen. Don't don't let up, and ladies, don't don't deal with that. Like just don't. And Shelly, uh, yeah, that that's funny when they do that. That they they take all this time, mm -hmm. and they think for whatever reason. You Been still waiting. feel like you did as a teenager, <laughs> y'all. Y'all, what is that? What kind of foolishness? This is, this is a smash in the face because basically what you're telling me. Because yes, at, at at a younger age, I would I'd be a total lie if I wasn't um, a more naive person. Now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I've grown, you know, and mm -hmm. and power. So for you to think that I'm still the 16 year old, 17 year old, 20 year old, 25 year old Shelly. Like, absolutely not. There is no chance, sir. <laughs> I mean, to me, yeah, it's to me, it's kind of comical. That, that That's literally all I do is laugh at it. Because, absolutely. Like, oh, Pooh, you think that? Oh, okay. Aww. Then we go on to the next conversation. <laughs> like, you can think whatever you want to think. What you think has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I know what the truth is. I know I'm a good and grown woman. I know I am not checking for you. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. I think I think it's the male ego, like even old like any almost any guy, no matter what stretch of time has taken place, they feel like she's if she could have me, she <laughs> she still won't me, you know. Like, yeah. And they could just show up or slide in your DM at any time and it's like, hey, like no. Now, Ignorance is bliss, I guess. <laughs> no, sir. It's just an ego know. thing, but well, yeah. It's so easy to block those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm over. Let's move on to the next letter. <laughs> That's okay with you guys. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, dear Latte Letters, I am a 44-year-old mother of four and have been married for 20 years. My marriage seems to become a business relationship, as I believe um, if it were not for the children, we would have no incentive to continue our relationship. We don't date. We don't spend time together. We don't eat together or indulge in any stimulating adult conversation outside of discussing the needs of our children. I have been unhappy in this situation and I have tolerated it because he's an excellent provider and I'm not... Um, able to provide for everyone financially without his help. So I've remained faithful and unfulfilled. After the birth of my last child, I almost died. I suffered a heart attack and I have found a new appreciation for life, which is time. Since then, nothing has changed in my marriage and I am in need of a companion both emotionally and physically. And physically. I have met someone who can provide me with that um, with that and nothing more. I have had the increasing desire to explore a sexual relationship with this person and I am conflicted. If my husband were to find out about my infidelity, I am sure it will end an already struggling relationship. 
that I depend on for financial stability. Even though my marriage is unhappy, my children are happy and will take and, and well taken care of. I do not want to change. Is it possible to have the best of both worlds with two different men? You only live one. Bianca, can I just say I am so here for your facial expressions. I love it. I love it. Yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, you know, you know, yeah, she may be able to have the best of both worlds if he can too. If he can go out and have another, you know, because if she's not fulfilled, he's probably not either. So have the conversation. People so do. You would, you would say to both of them, stay? No. First, we definitely need some counseling or therapy first, you know, first off. But, okay, so here, here's the issue. And I hear this a lot with women staying because of the kids and stuff like that. And she can't financially take care of everyone. So if, because it just doesn't, it doesn't, like she said, it just kind of doesn't sound like a marriage. Mm -hmm. So is there a consideration where she allows the children to stay with him and he, he have full custody and she leaves, mm -hmm. you know, and, and she just has to take care of herself financially. Like, yeah. is that an option? Um, I think she likes being taken care of by him too. <laughs> Even though she said the kids, but she said he a great it's, provider. It's, and that's know? what it is. She's definitely getting a benefit out of it, mm -hmm. you know, but to me, that's so tough. I, I think marriage is like just so touchy because I don't, I don't feel like people are just trying to leave a marriage. You know what I mean? I don't, that's probably why she's been there so long. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, if she wants to stay in them, I, I would try to fix whatever's going on in the marriage. So that dating, that all of that stuff, if, you, if she went to any marriage counselor, they, they're going to tell her that these letters are deep. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> these are some deep letters. I feel like a relationship, a marriage, a friendship, uh, even at a job, you have to be able to communicate. Um, before it gets to that point, there had to be, or I hope I, it had to be some sort of communication because how y'all still having kids? Like what, what is happening here? That's like crazy. at some point there has to be some sort of communication, um, before we get to the point of like not being together, but I don't know. It, I feel like. I feel like there are so many different things to do before you start cheating. Like there needs to be multiple uh, conversations. There needs to be therapy. If it still doesn't happen, leave the relationship before it gets to cheating, in my opinion. Or if you are one of these, you know, polyamorous couples now, these new, I don't know if it's new or not, but a lot of these people are like, <laughs> In open, open relationships and having entanglements and whatnot. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I'll say it's worth saving if it's been 20 years. If, if it's run its course, it's run its course. But I think it definitely, you should put in that work. With, it's worth the try. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should yeah, definitely put in that, that work. Do that therapy and try. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, if, a, if a bit of you is staying... Um, staying and cheating is still staying, you know, if, if you're staying and you know, you're still there. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with Sharita on that. It's definitely worth, um, saving. But and there might also be some delusional statements there. Cause she said, 
she's not happy, but the, and the husband's not happy, but the kids are happy. Chances are, if the parents are not happy, <laughs> the yeah. kids are not happy. Even if you're giving them everything financially and, you know, they have everything they think they want, um, you know, tangibly, there there's probably some tension and disconnect with the kids as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A friend of mine who's good, you know, my age now, she told me uh, she wished her parents had divorced mm -hmm. <laughs> because it was so much tension in the house. So yeah. the kids, kids are, you know, I don't have any children, but. I know they pick up on that energy. Absolutely. Like you said, they're probably not happy. Right. I agree with you, Sharita. They should at least they try. They should at least try. Um, yeah. You know, before we get to the point of separating, it should definitely be a, yeah. a try. But it's very, I think a lot of parents are delusional to think that I'm staying for the kids. When in reality, the kids know what's going on and also you put on your kids where when they get into relationships, they mirror what they grew up with because that's what they think a relationship is supposed to be. Yeah. That could definitely happen. Yeah. Teaching them to be functionally dysfunctional. So. Come on here. Yeah. Talk to them. Yes. <laughs> All right. Y'all want to do one more? Sure. Okay. Go for it. All right. It's juicy. Letter <laughs> <laughs> number five. Um, well, I don't know if it's still or maybe four. Okay. My husband is married to his mom. <laughs> Dear Latte Letters. Jody, my Jody. <laughs> I have a situation where my husband's uh, mother thinks that he is her husband. She calls my husband for everything at any and any uh, at any and all times at the at night. Um, she will call him late at night after 9 p.m., 10 p.m., saying she is hungry and wants to go get something to eat. And just like that, he's out the door. Go get it for her. She has a problem with her blood pressure and diabetes and should not be eating that type of food, especially that time of night. I have told him that uh, he has a problem with saying no to her, and he is only making her health situation worse. His response is that, his response is, that's my mother, and she has been there for me. So whatever she wants, no matter the time, I'm going to go there for her. But the biggest problem in, um, with the situation is that she will call him to drive 20 to 30 minutes to her house to take out her trash. <laughs> Sorry. He has other family members that live a lot closer than we do. So why is that? Why does she pick him, basically? Um, better yet, why can't she do it herself? Um, please help me understand what I should do. Signed, fed up. <laughs> Ooh, she said she is fed up. I'm fed up for her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, I would almost bet that the, the mother doesn't have a husband. And it, it does sound like an emotionally <clears throat> incestuous situation. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. But I've I've seen that happen with a lot of mothers and sons, um, and that loyalty. If that, especially with the the single mom situation, they're like, man, she gave up her whole entire life. Me, mm -hmm. like an obligation uh, to her, and that's super tough. Like, I don't know if that'll ever change. I, but I do. Just like uh, Bianca, you were saying earlier, that communication got to be there. Let's talk about how this is making me feel as your wife. And 
let's say she's mom calls in the middle of the night and he go to help her in her home. What's happening at the home that you are responsible for? What happens when something happens here and you're not in your place? Um, so yeah, communication, some therapy, and you know, mama got mama got to take her own trash out, <laughs> or mama may need to start dating. Well, Ooh, I think um, one, I would want to know what happened in his childhood. Like, you know, did something traumatic happen with the father, or how was he raised by his mother? I, you know, unfortunately, there are, and this is not race specific that a lot of single mothers may like hang on to their sons, like, you know, make them the her son. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, so when they do get into these relationships, it's a lot of battle between the wife and the mom. Mm -hmm. And then they still depend on their son for a lot of things instead of releasing him to his wife, because that is now his family. Um, yeah, it just gets tough. So what's your what's your take? What's your what's your what's uh, your first of all while dating, I wouldn't I would have probably started I wouldn't say that. Like, like I'm sure hey, this didn't what, start. what's up with this? Like, okay, mm -hmm. I get that this is your mom and you should definitely have some sort of care for her, especially if she has some sort of disability, but there has to be boundaries. Mm -hmm. And the boundaries are you need to get your food. I, I will take you grocery shopping. You need to cook and eat at home. I'm not getting up in the middle of the night to bring you food. Um, make sure you have something accessible. Make you some tuna fish, something, peanut butter jelly. Um, <laughs> make sure you got something to eat at the house. Um, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, definitely. I, I would be okay with my husband taking his mom grocery shopping, right? Like, maybe she can't get around good. He take her grocery shopping. But you're not getting up at the middle of the night to go pick your mama up a, a piece of puff or something. Like, we're not doing that. As you mentioned, Bianca, that probably started way before the marriage. So I know I would say, like, yeah, during the dating phase, did you think it was going to change when you got mm -hmm. married? Yeah. Um, and, you know, often um, single moms do, you know, they tell their sons things like you're the man of the house. So they That's put gross. those obligations and responsibilities on their son so like even taking out the trash you know some women that feel like taking out the trash is a man's job and if she doesn't have a man in her life then she's like that's still your job um i i do know of, of multiple people in similar situations um where well, either if it's the the oldest son was given the mantle to do certain things or the youngest son was given the mantle to do certain things that their mom still expect them to do that well into adulthood but yeah it's hard for the son to say no to their mom because they do look at it like she's done so much for me or if you have a mother who consistently tells you i sacrificed my life for you you know like i still have issues from giving birth to you you know that puts a certain amount of obligation and pressure on you as well but and I, I don't think that some of these mothers are being malicious in saying those things, but that's their story and their truth. And they probably have, you know, some unhealed wounds about 
the relationship that failed with the man that they created the child with. And then they place that burden on their child. So I think it's a very delicate situation as well, but it's something that should have been dealt with probably before they got married. And um, like Sharita put in the comments, it's not going to change because he's made it clear no matter what, I'm going to be there for my mom, you know. <laughs> always depend on my mama and she can depend on me you know yeah, y'all need to marry each other and <laughs> yeah i hate those situations where it's so many solutions to the problem that the problem is you know center stage it's like i mean how many uber eats doordash <laughs> right do you have out here oh, true. You, you really can avoid this situation oh, and just say hey mom I'm gonna still take care of you I'm just we're gonna do it this way to yeah. make sure that you understand like look my wife is, is sitting over here upset you know mm -hmm. this is us getting a divorce and you haven't you know let's work together to make this all work for everybody because you know everybody's mom means a great deal for them but absolutely mama meaning a, a bit the the big deal and it's possibly ruining our marriage. Well then yes, mama, you need to uh <laughs> <laughs> but I think sometimes that guilt trip be so heavy too, because really part of it is probably that the mom wants some companionship and company too. Yeah. So it's just a way to get the son to come to the house. Not that she oh, really sure. like, needs mama line then because if you if you're going around a situation and, and this is truly how you feel well mama you grow you you older than me say that say say hey i want you to spend time with me don't say i want you to spend time with me and i'm gonna take you away from your wife and your wife's <clears throat> over in the corner mad because i only gave her one piece of chicken when she came over for dinner because you know i don't like that hat you know that's, <laughs> how, that's just what it all kind of turns into yeah. so i feel like you gotta be you gotta be honest. And then I know you guys brought up the point where it's like, well, if it wasn't fixed in a dating stage, you know, and it, it'll, you know, it'll, it won't be fixed. You shouldn't have moved on to a marriage. But I think in a lot of relationships, that is already the case. So it's like, now we're here. We're here. You know, I tell your mama, she needs to uh, grub up tonight. You ain't leaving, you know. It needs to be boundaries in place, basically. Yes. And I think as a woman entering that and seeing that type of di dynamic while they're dating, um, maybe there could be a compromise with the husband. Hey, because I don't mind you spending time with your mother. I don't care about that. But yeah. the spontaneous getting up in the middle of the night and I got to do this and I got to do that. Hey, garbage day is Wednesday. I'm going to swing by your house after work on Tuesday night. We can have dinner together. I'll take out your trash and go home. As a wife, I know I'm going to order food for the kids, or I might meet you over there, and we all have dinner together. Yeah, There there has to be some sort of compromise in that yeah. relationship. I'm okay with you spending time with your mom, but mm -hmm. it has to. It can't just be 10 o'clock at night, you want some food, I got to get up and come, or you want me to take the trash out, so I got to get up or leave my family and do that. Let's, let's get a schedule together. Let's get it mm -hmm. together. Yeah, like Sharita said, he got to stand up to his mama because otherwise it's just going to be bone of contention between the wife and the mother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically the mother-in-law could say, you know, she just uh, causing so much stress on my son, you know, versus yeah. him saying, my, my obligation is to my wife and my family. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, well, with some of the men like that, their mother is their first priority, period. Yeah. 
And and I have seen a situation like that firsthand. Clearly, I didn't go through it, but a friend <laughs> See, like said, clearly it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> but you know, I saw that to the point the mother was very disrespectful to the wife. So it wasn't mm -hmm. just having him come over. It was like such as the mother was out of the country and she sent a postcard to him only. Mm -hmm. Like she just addressed it to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like Even the wife doesn't around exist. Family gatherings, all of that. And they're divorced. My, my yeah. friend left him after a yeah. few years of all of these issues. And it was very obvious. And you know what his, all his answer was? I'm like, man, that's just my mom. Like, you got to ignore that. No. No, I don't have to. You, you don't. I Actually, I can't ignore it. It's happening to me. Like, I <laughs> right. like to ignore this stuff, but I can't. Because I'm feeling this. And he was, you know, he always sided with his mother. So the person that wrote that latte letter, they have to also come to grips with that probably will not change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said it's yeah. not going to change. So, so then she has to figure out <laughs> yeah, what it's... she's going to do. Because you can't make adults. I know that's her spouse. Can't make adults do anything. So she's going to have to mm -hmm. figure out maybe even like you all said, she may even have to start saying, you know what, I'm going to go over there. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start being the one to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know? You probably I mean, piss, but, piss the mama-in-law off like, what you doing? We're going together. And she'll back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know, you know yeah. you need that piece of buff at 11 o'clock. You just want to see him and then maybe that'll get her to or force her hands to say truly what it is that she wants. Because yeah. she may not, that's the other thing, y'all, a lot of times they don't really know that's what they're doing in their mm -hmm. mind. Like they don't really know, hey, you're causing an issue here. I, like you brought up guilt. There's no guilt like a mother's guilt. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also no entitlement like a mother's entitlement. Yeah. To, like they kind of feel like they own their child forever. And you know, like you, if for those who believe in the Bible, the Bible says to leave and cleave. And cleave yes. <laughs> <laughs> so leave, you you got to leave that, and you know. But uh, glad I'm not in that situation. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Well, that was our last letter. I really enjoyed that. Definitely getting your take on mm. it. Um, I think my answers came pretretty close, so I'm, I'm happy. I don't think I well, I learned a lot from you, you ladies. Y'all are such a, a group of intelligent women, so thank you all for having me. Thank you. I learned that thank too. you. Absolutely, thank you. we must have you back on the show soon. I would love um, to come definitely back. Please let us because it's gonna get juicier. We, we hope everybody sends in. You can email these letters to what's brewing at gmail.com. Um, and we would love to share and give you guys advice because sometimes it's just easy to hear, you know, other people's perspective on what you might be going through. Absolutely. And Kim, tell everyone how they can reach you if they want some life coaching. Yes. yes you all can go to my website, kimperdue.com. There is a Coach Kim quiz there. You can take that quiz. It's really a, a, an assessment that takes less than five minutes. We can set up a 15-minute free consultation. Also, I am on social media, Instagram. I am Kim Purdue Official. And on Facebook, I am Kimberly Purdue. And that is my mama, Alma J. Purdue. I was going to say, is that your mama? Amazing. so much. Hey, mom. Uh, yes. So that's where you can meet me or see me. 
Absolutely. Yes, we, we definitely you, <laughs> Kim and get that advice that you need. And, and it's you're very a, a very powerful speaker. Uh, we can't wait to catch you at your next event. What what do you have coming up right now? I don't have any events coming up, but okay. I am taking new clients. I okay, had, I had closed my uh, new client opportunities last year because it was just so busy. But this year, I have opened it back up. So, yes. Well, we are going to speak abundance into your calendar I uh, for your speaking engagements. I received Thank you. <laughs> yes. I think you're powerful and moving. And I think that is definitely where you should be on that stage. Thank so, you. Yeah. We, we, we will see forth that you are, because I know a lot of people do enjoy this, uh, will enjoy this episode and have enjoyed this episode. So, yes, can we hope to have you back? ASAP. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good. It might be a regular spot. Like, yeah. let's go. Okay, let's go. <laughs> okay, come on. We need to go. Yeah. Yeah. This schedule open for what's brewing this spot. It's worth it. So, yes. We got you, we got your book. Yeah, we got I love you. it. I love it. <laughs> okay, we will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye Kim. She that is. was so much fun. That was so much fun. <laughs> I'm always like, I, I, I like to hear the perspectives of others and professionals first to make sure like, oh, let me make sure I'm on the same or leading to the same page that they could possibly lead to. I'm not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you realize how um, not far off you are, you know. Yeah. Room for growth. <laughs> But this, I definitely enjoyed that. Um, and her work that she does about teaching people their own value and, you know, valuing themselves before getting into relationships is, is very one is very powerful. Yeah. Um, I think self work is the best work that you could do before, you know, any other. So. Absolutely. I enjoyed the comments and everybody chiming in. Uh, yes, today. She is hilarious. Janelle. Is <laughs> right. We're going to be laughing at that for the yeah. rest. <laughs> if you are new here, please like, comment, and subscribe to and go back and watch some of our older episodes. Um, but definitely be, be sure. sure. <laughs> yes. I always. Yes. Yeah, that's why I need you. <laughs> um, but yes, Janelle, maybe. <laughs> I tried to hold it together while you was talking, but I just could not. <laughs> we we gonna have to bring Janelle on the show too. Yes. I don't, I don't know if y'all saw this one when she was like, "Child, she better start praying. Mama gonna be moving in next." I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no. Janelle is her. Oh, yeah, not moving because next thing you know, mama gonna move in. Mama gonna be laying in bed. Like, if you get out of here, what are we doing? I think, I think that is a statement because, um, you know, they that, that's a form of like, like you're sure you're trying to show your hand, you know, you're trying to show like, um, you have some say so in what goes on in my marriage, and I think that that is a slippery slope. Yeah, because unfortunately, it's some mothers who feel like you might be his wife, but I'm his mama. Like, yeah. but it was really like you might be his mama, but I'm his wife. Get it together, yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's truly not even. They're not equal. It's right. It, right. It's no competition. We're not here to compete. 
but it's a different office. Like, the, mm-hmm. so that's the problem that, you know, women should really fight hard not to blur the lines between their son and what they would want their mates to do. Yeah. I know it could, it could be difficult, especially if you're in a single family situation and you're like, well, he's the, he's the muscle around here. But at some point, he's going to leave and have his own family. Absolutely. And, and then you have to get your own muscles. <laughs> that part. Okay. I think going well, to know. I'm sorry. That's, that was wrong. I'm sorry. I said what? What did you say? Well, daddy. Let's try to get the wife. What did you say? The preacher. The wife, daddy. Let's try to get the Everybody, Everybody stay in your lane. Everybody like. won't say, oh, Lord. Have mercy. Yes, that's one thing, you know, that's that can be very slippery when it comes to relationships. And I, I want to get you guys this take on like, you know, when you do meet someone, how important is, you know, sisters and brothers and uncles and auntie and mom's uh, opinion on who you are dating. Because I feel like if you've made it past the stage one or stage five with the person that you're with, while family's opinion is important, I don't think that it should be the driving force on if you stay in and if you go in. What do you guys feel about family? It depends on what their opinion is for me. Mm-hmm. If they're just saying, I don't like him just because, or I don't like him because of the car he drives, or I don't like him because he's a garbage man, that don't hold weight. But if you are seeing something that maybe I don't see because I'm so seeing the butterflies and rainbows of all the relationship, um, I might, not that it carries a whole bunch of weight, but I might be like, huh, that's something to keep in mind. Because at the end of the day, you're the person in the relationship. Um, and you have to make the decisions for yourself. Because if you let somebody else make the decisions for your relationship, you always going to have that what if in the back of your head. Like, I broke up with him, but what if? But I, if my parent or brother, sister, or son, or whoever is saying, hey, this is a red flag you should look out for, I'm definitely going to keep that in mind. Yeah. So I think it it depends on the family dynamics. Like, you know, I have a big family. We're close knit. I've dated people who have big families that they're close to as well. So I think if you can mesh with a family, the person's family, great. If you don't mesh well with the family, the why factor is, is, you know, something to consider. Like, is it just that this person is, uh, introvert and doesn't see how to fit themselves in with the family or is there something like Bianca said that the family is raising a red flag about that you may not have been yeah. keen to so I think you know it's layers to that um, it, it would make things you know easy if you mesh well with their family they mesh well with yours yeah. but if not um, although it might not be the reason to break up um it may add some stress to the relationship, you know, mm-hmm. if you like, you know, if you know you like to be with your parents and your brothers and you spend holidays together or whatever, and you want someone that will 
accompany you to those type of events, but nobody likes this person. You know, it, it'll put a little damper. On. <laughs> it'll put a little damper on how you normally do things. Um, but you know, I think you ultimately have to decide. Like, are they expressing something that I genuinely need to be concerned about, or? Is this a superficial dislike because they wish I was still with Buddy Boy? I was just about to say that. What <laughs> if it is a superficial? I don't I like, like this person because I, I feel like Gerald like or whoever you was with somebody before. else. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, I think it's important for whom, like, if say if it were me, it would be important for me to make my family understand. Look, Gerald is not here anymore get over it. But if I'm too passive about that, or if Gerald still come around for family events and everybody still treat him like, you know, or say, you know, those off-putting things like, you know, this is what should have been your husband. He, he, he. Like, he always gonna be my son-in-law. Like, that type of foolery, you have to put the kibosh on. Um, and I think if you, as the family member, put the kibosh on the foolery, then yeah. that'll help everybody else get over it too. You know? Absolutely, <laughs> you know, new people they deserve their chance too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's 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 extremely important for them to be able to kind of insert themselves in a in a new situation. Because if like if you're my boyfriend and he has a sister and the sister just dislikes me because my name is Shelly and I'm happy, well that is no reason to sing <laughs> over you know my sing over here. Um, so yes, I, I love your idea about when we do these letters to have um Kim come back on the show and anytime she's always welcome to come back on to the show. She's absolutely amazing. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. So, um, so we have a uh, another amazing episode coming for you guys next Thursday. Thank you, everybody who joined us. Um, Janelle needs her own segment on. The show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, needs, yes. uh, she needs to come on our show <laughs> as a yeah, guest. We can get that arranged. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yes, this is absolutely amazing. If you again, if you haven't um, subscribed to our channel, please do so. And uh, yeah, you guys have to stay in parting. Keep it brewing. Keep it brewing. <laughs>